0: So hi, I'm Karuna. I'm uh, the founder and executive director of Mind Oasis, and I am here today with Michael McSwain. I'm very excited. How are you, Michael?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me.
0: So this is Meditation Happy Hour Tea Talk and Truth with Karuna, and I like to take my guests down sort of a journey of their own spiritual path and sharing about their um, offerings in this world. But before we go anywhere else, my first question is the same for all of my guests. And that is what has your day looked like so far
1: today? What's my day been? Okay, good <laughs> yeah. question. Today is Sunday. Okay, so I got up this morning and uh, started preparing. I taught a workshop this morning. Ooh. from And it was my final workshop with this incredible group of beings who I have been Uh, working with for two months and so we kind of dissolved the mandala this morning so to speak and it was just a beautiful time together and so rewarding and uh, also just you know when you when you cross that finish line and something's done then the just like at least for the rest of the day you've got that ah I feel I got no worries left in the world you know um so I have I had that feeling and then I I met up with an old creative director we went upstate and went to a little park and just kind of strolled around and had a coffee and caught up. And then I came back and now here I am sitting with you.
0: Amazing, and Michael, where in the world are you?
1: I'm in New York City in the East Village.
0: And are you from New York City or are you a transplant?
1: I'm a transplant. I'm from North Carolina originally.
0: You must have worked hard on that accent. I hear it in your mom who sometimes attends uh, but I don't hear it as much in you.
1: Yeah, you know, it's there and it'll come out at times and I will use it strategically at times. But uh, who knows? It might it, it might show up at some point during our, our chat.
0: <laughs> I was thinking invoking the southern charm.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, you have to invoke it every once in a while, especially. Yeah. It's, it's a skillful for me, you know.
0: Absolutely. Michael, tell me a little bit about your path. Um, you teach on Mind Oasis as a community meditation teacher, which means you have some qualification to teach meditation. And I happen to know personally that you're stellar at what you do. So tell me how you kind of have come to the world of meditation and um, teaching and sharing.
1: Yeah. So I would say my um, my journey into meditation really began with... Uh, I was actually on an overnight flight to Paris.
0: Oh, it and, always starts with Paris. This is right. be great. Let me it's grab right. my coffee.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm on this flight. Uh, this is 2016, actually, January 2016. And I was on my flight, I get to Paris. And as soon as I get there, like, the, there's one thing in my mind that is like, I I just want to go have the most amazing croissant I've ever had in my life. That's it. Like, that's that's my goal right now. And um, so I go and I check into my hotel, somewhere in Paris, you know, somewhere in the, you know, touristy area of Paris, I'm sure. And I asked the the lady at the front desk where, you know, this is a great question in New York city, by the way, like we all know in the U S like not all croissants are made the same. Some are really good. Some are not so good. You know, it's not a question that you ask in Paris though. Let me just put that up. up, up, So I'm like, Hey, can you tell me, I I just would love to get a really good croissant. Can you tell me where to go? Of course this lady looks me in the eye and she's like, You know, I'm sure in her mind, she's like, you stupid tourist, you stupid American, just walk out, walk yourself out the door and find a croissant, you know, Um, but her answer to me was, here's my, here's my French accent, just follow your heart and it'll tell you where to go. And so of course she was like being a little smarmy with me, you know, but I didn't hear it that way the way I heard it was, oh, right, follow your heart, like, this thing that people have been telling you to do your whole life, and what does it really mean, how do you really do it, it just, like, everything clicked for me in this moment, and, um, (laughs) and so I went out in the streets of Paris with this, like, okay, I'm gonna try it, and I'm, like, I'm really, like, walking around, like, like this cafe no this one no and then, and, and i found this and any rate, i walked into a cafe i had a croissant it turned out to be a magnificent croissant it was really good and so i just spent the rest of the weekend like wandering around like okay heart where do we go tell me what to do and i got really excited like i had discovered this truth about life again like like this is what they meant you know just and and so I came back to New York with this mission of, I'm gonna figure out what it really means to follow your heart. And I'm gonna like, I'm gonna document this and figure it all out. And, um, and really shortly after that, uh, it was in March of 2016 that I, I attended a, a Vipassana meditation retreat, which was like the most crazy thing I could, 10 days of silence is this place a cult? What it, you know, like it, you know, it was just like, all these thoughts are going through my head. I was really nervous about it. And, but I went and I, and I did it. And, um, and it was, it was obviously life-changing. And I came back, I actually met uh, a friend there who became, who was my neighbor, 400 miles away, meet this guy who lives literally next door to me uh, in New York. And so we became friends and, uh, his name is Brian and he started bringing me, um, into, uh, he started, he challenged me to start going and doing yoga. So I started doing yoga. He's like, come and do this yoga teacher training with me with Michael Hewitt and Jenna Dilla Chesney. And, and like, and then, you know, the rest is history. And then I just, I got into yoga teacher training and then meditation teacher training and then Dharma training. And like, it's just, you know, once you, um, Kind of bite off, uh, take a bite. It's it just keeps going, and 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 actually simultaneously, back in twenty sixteen, I also, I really, I, I kind of met my 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 teacher. Then um, this guy John Churchill, uh, he was doing a retreat in North Carolina, and the woman who was running the retreat, she also ran the retreats for an astrology workshop that i that i went to every year for for several years. And so she's like, "I think you need to come meet John." And so just like all these things, you know, they like and I was just like, "Okay, yeah." And and there was like this whole component of just listening to my heart that really opened up the world to to meditation.
0: Your 2016 was my 2013. And interestingly, my 2013 also involved a quick stop to Paris. And there is this book that I stayed at an Airbnb with my really good friend who has um, transported himself to Holland. And so we took the train and went through Belgium and got to Paris. And I was probably on the search for the perfect glass of wine. But in the meantime, there was this bookshelf of just all these amazing books. And there was a, a book by Osho And it was called, um, I think it's called Real Sex. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in Paris. And there's this book calling to me that says Real Sex. I have to take a peek. And what I found so fascinating about it was it was all about um, the healing of the divine feminine and the divine masculine Mm. and how um, so much of the strife in our world, if we were able to better... um, heal these two aspects within ourselves and and in relationship to one another how um, our world could actually appear to us as more peaceful so i i love that you were in paris following your heart's desire i know that one really well
1: yeah well i that's beautiful i love i love hearing that and also i've learned don't ask could you recommend a wine in the style of a bordeaux don't ask that question in paris either
0: I I ended up stopping asking questions because I realized that French people, um, by and large don't like Americans and they just kind of sneer at you anyway. So screw it. Why even ask the question? That was my experience. So Michael, you touched on it. I'm happy we went there. Um, you are a potent resource for astrology and that's, those are my words. Um, and I'd like you to talk a little bit about your journey with astrology.
1: Sure. Um, so I got started with astrology. Um, actually, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I back in the day was uh, I was I was very anti astrology. I, I thought it was a whole bunch of you know woo woo hooey stuff. And and uh, I can actually point back to this this moment in North Carolina, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I was waiting tables at this <laughs> restaurant. And um, it's funny. I waited on this guy who um, he, there was something familiar about him. And I was like, how do, how do I know this guy? And I was asking him, I was like, have I, have I waited on you before? Did you? He's like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, did you ever come into Starbucks? Because I used to work at the Starbucks down the street. And he's <laughs> like, oh, I definitely never went to Starbucks. And I was like, OK. And uh, I was like, well, it's so strange. You just seem so familiar and he um he's like oh well I I uh I'm an astrologer perhaps you've like you've studied with me and I was like I'm sorry like I was like (laughs) you mean like astronomy like I I did take astronomy 101 at UNC but like I you know like he's like no 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 astrology like like the zodiac and I was like oh no no I don't believe in that you know he's (laughs) he's like okay well I guess it's uh i we've never met before and i was like okay that's fine he's like well enjoy your meal you know um fast forward to i moved to new york i'm living in the east village again i'm waiting tables i'm having the best time like in my mid-20s living in new york city it was it was really fun and i started having this roommate who uh lived in lived in my apartment and she was really into astrology and she would read this horoscope to me. Uh it was this it was this horoscope written by Susan Miller of Astrology Zone every month. And it would just blow my mind how accurate this thing was. It was like <laughs> it was like there's something to this. Like how could this be so accurate? And um so I started looking into it and I I just sort of got obsessed with it. Um, And, and then I learned, it was like, oh, there's this thing you can actually get an astrology reading. And so I went and had my first astrology reading with this guy named Adam, who I ended up taking uh, a a certification program with him later. But um, he did my reading and it was like, you know, it was like two years of therapy in like two hours, you know, it's this, it's this there is a weird energy that happens, and it's mysterious, and, you know, I don't know if I can even fully explain it, but it is powerful what happens to you when you're in a, in an astrology reading, and um, so that happened, and it really just kind of lit me up, and, and I, and so I went with Adam to get a, um, to do a one-year astrology training program, and the very first book he had us pick up and start reading, uh, actually I can even, it's right here. Yeah, good. Um, this was my very first astrology book that Adam Boss told me to pick up and start reading first. And it's called The Inner Sky by Stephen Forrest. And so it was like Christmas 2012-ish that I start reading this book and I'm sitting there with my highlighter. I'm just loving everything <laughs> about this book. And I'm like, I'm so cool. I'm studying astrology, you know. And I turn to the back cover, and there's this picture <laughs> of this guy. And I was like, that looks like that guy I waited on. And I, <laughs> and I read his like bio, and it says Stephen lives in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. <laughs> and it was just you know, it took me another, like, seven years to become his student, but I did, I became his student, and so, um, so, yeah, so since about 2013, I've been studying with Stephen Forrest, and that's, that's how I got in, so.
0: That's so cool. I want to make the cheesiest joke about how the stars aligned. I can't help it, but I just love that story. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, and quite literally, when you look at the charts are, I mean, you can see there's that That signature between us is there for sure between his chart and my chart yeah
0: amazing so tell us just a little bit i mean why why does astrology seem to be so true why why Mm. why do the stars align in that way
1: Mm. well i'm happy to answer that question and you can come to my workshop (laughs) um you know, I think there's a couple things. There is there's something that happens in both our spiritual practice as well as in um, the, the classical study of astrology, wherein we're looking to find these, this level of wholeness that seems to be missing in our lives. We're looking to, to tap into this, like, bigger energy or this bigger uh, picture of what's really going on out there and seeing, like, is there, a, is there something I'm missing here? Is there, is there a deeper intelligence? Is there, is there a divinity to this? Is there, you know, we, we, we ask all these questions and we keep searching and asking why. And um, I think this is true for a lot of people. And I think as best as I can tell, you know, I know there's a lot of people who are studying like, oh, does the gravity of Jupiter being over here impact me winning the lottery over there? You know, it's like, you know, it's it's kind of a little bit like, no, I don't think there's a gravitational force that's pulling, you know, this this part of your hand in this direction. Or, you know, I, I don't think it's that, but I I think there is a, a deeper holographic nature to the way that we are as a being is a wholeness. And that taps into the way that we are as, as a community of beings. There's a wholeness. And that taps into, you know, the planet. There's a wholeness. When you bring all the ecosystems together, there's a wholeness. And, and then when you tap even bigger... and. Uh, you could even go smaller. When you go down to the cellular level, there's a wholeness. When you go down to the atomic level, there's a wholeness. There's a whole system at every single one of these levels. And astrology just happens to be this large system present at the layer of here's the sun and here's all the planets. And we can, with extreme precision, and and with an extreme ability to predict forwards and backwards what's happening there we can tap into that wholeness and that that holonomic nature of things that are going on and um, So I I think that astrology is just It's it's just being able to see a, a pattern and and understand that there are cycles of things that are going on at all times And astrology is just one layer of tapping into that. And it's a really good one.
0: Yeah. It has captured humanity for a very long time, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, at least 3,000 years that we know about.
0: Very cool. So you do have a workshop coming up on Mind Oasis. Let's go there. It's called Astrology and the Spiritual Path. And it's on the 15th of October, which is a Thursday night. And of course, you can find out all about it on mindoasis.org. But since you're here in the flesh and Zoom, tell us a little bit about the workshop and what someone could expect that attends.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm I'm super excited about this workshop. And, and it is, it's it's going to be, it's such a fun thing to just dive into astrology through a very like uh, fun lens we kind of will take a little bit of a scientific route through things and really the idea is number one to tap into that bigger picture and and see who who are we humans really like in this bigger grand scale of like of like life you know and uh and reality and then once we get that bigger picture kind of zeroing in and looking at at the deeper intelligence that's at play and all the systems around us and the systems of nature and the systems of, of our psychology and the systems of the planets above and in the systems of like the seasons, you know, there's, there's, there's all these systems around us. So seeing what that deeper intelligence is and what it, what it can do to help us with understanding what the right path for us is and understanding that there um, there are different paths, and that uh, if we look at the picture of our of our own of our own birth chart, and there's a number of tools that we have to our to our uh, disposal. So we're going to look a little deeper at what those tools are, how to use moon cycles, how to use horoscopes, how to use natal chart readings, how to look at all these things in order to help tell you what is the path that is going to move you in that direction of your highest and greatest potential.
0: Awesome. Very cool. So I have a couple of questions, um, that I think are relevant to this time that we find ourselves in. Um, So my first question to you is, we had a a wonderful shaman on the podcast um, a few months ago, Brenda Salgado and uh, her path or one of her paths is looking at the Mayan calendar and in the Mayan calendar, we're in a the end of a cycle and we're moving into a new cycle. I think it's called the sixth sun cycle, which is very hard to say if you have a lisp. So <clears throat> what I see in my world is um, a lot of transformation and change. There's a lot of kind of natural disasters. And um, obviously, there's a pandemic on our doorstep. There's plenty of uncertainty unrest and sort of unsettling it feels like in the ethers i'm just curious um from an astrological lens do you see anything in that whole bigger perspective um along those lines or do you have any insight into these times that feel sort of rough and tumble
1: yeah for sure um yeah it's a it's a big question and 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 there's a, there's a number of different answers. And, you know, I would say both astrology as well as, um, you know, so many of the spirit, great spiritual traditions that are out there. Um, and when you put the two of them together, like particularly, you know, I know that we've, we've studied deeply in the, in the Buddhist path. And, um, you know, there's this idea that there is this, uh, suffering uh of existence that we live in and and we often are just blind to it but it it, it's been there and you know 2020 has been this year that has woken us up with this pandemic that has totally in many ways shut down our lives it's shifted our lives it's changed things but it's also forced us to wake up to all the pandemics that have been in our lives all along that we weren't calling pandemics, you know, I mean, the list, the pandemic of poverty, and of homelessness, and of racism, and of uh, pollution, and the pandemics of um, misogyny, and the pandemics of trafficked human beings, like all of these things that are going on around us. And, and it, we really, 2020 was the year that we finally were like, oh my god, there is this thing going on. Um, so when you, when you marry that idea in with a, an astrological perspective, uh, we are in this really interesting time where um, right now the planets Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn are all conjunct in the sky in, uh, in Capricorn. <laughs> and that that uh, really kind of opening moment of that cycle uh, began, the, the first conjunction between that uh, those three planets really began around January 10th. And you know, that's really when we started hearing the reports of this thing called the novel coronavirus, you know. And um and it's interesting when you look at the um, conjunctions between Saturn and Pluto, they really do uh, you can look at them and see there's there's often a pandemic that happens um, in conjunction with them. And um, you know their last conjunction was in the early 80s. Uh, at the beginning of the AIDS epidemic. So it's really quite fascinating to see that that, yes, that message was in the sky. And um, and yeah, that, that kind of opening of that was, was January 10th, 2020. Um, we actually have that formation coming back around again and happening again on uh, December 21st. So We'll see what, I mean, we'll see what that means. I don't know if that means it'll be a closing chapter or if it, if it shifts into something else. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, but yeah, for sure, the, the, the astrology is there for that. And then the other, uh, you know, not to take us into too political of a direction, but America itself is going through, you know, the, the planet Pluto has about a 200 and almost 50 year uh, cycle and America is approaching its Pluto return—that that point where Pluto was at the moment that our country was founded—and we're we're quickly coming up on that. And um, I will—I'll point everyone. There is an article that you can look at. It's um, it's in Vanity Fair, and it's written by Michael Luton. So if you if you look at horoscope. USA, Michael Luton, Vanity Fair. You'll find this article and read it, and you'll you'll kind of be like, "Well, you know." Um,
0: L e w t o n.
1: L u t i n. Yep. And it's a really it's a really um, it's an article that was published in two thousand six, mm. and uh, so it's it's one of those that it's it stood the test of time pretty well.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: Interesting. yeah yeah and i don't and i'll leave it at that because it's yeah. uh it is an intense level of uh information so if, if, Not you appetite,
0: there. Fast- if you have
1: if you have the appetite go for it but
0: yeah. okay okay so a couple of things um i think we just got to hear a purr come through the microphone
1: you who's purr- your
0: friend
1: yes i have a cat here Let's see if we can. He's actually playing with some food now. Jason, you want to come over here? here. Let's see. I have a toy here. Let's see if I can get it. (laughs) So anyway, I have a cat. His name is Jason Catpaw. And we have, he has been, hey, buddy, come here. He's been hanging out with me here.
0: Oh, Jason, he's a black cat.
1: He is a black cat and he is a total rascal. And
0: he looks looks frisky as hell.
1: He's very frisky. And he (laughs) likes to, he likes to wake me up in the morning by punching me in the face. Um, (laughs) He's like, it's time to feed me. (laughs) Um, But he's a sweetheart. He likes to cuddle and, um, And we have the same birthday Amazing. and and he's named after uh, the famous Buddhist monk, Jason Kappa.
0: Oh my gosh. How did I never put that together before? I love it. That's so funny, Michael. So good. All right. So to recap, oh, wait, before we recap about your wonderful workshop coming up in mid-October, you can find information on mindoasis.org, the 15th of October. You also teach once a week on community meditation. What are your meditation sessions like? What could someone expect if they come to one of your sessions?
1: Yeah. So right now I'm teaching on Thursday mornings. Um, I think it's at eight central time. um, And that's nine Eastern time. Uh, So my sessions are really, I love to just, uh, the thing that's so cool about our community meditation practice is you get to, to, Come and sit with the same group of folks, and sometimes you get some new faces, but you always have this group of familiar faces. And and I really just love to come come together and say, what's going on? What are you facing in your practice? Are you facing a a lack of motivation? Are you facing um, your mind's racing over here? Are you fa- like like what's coming up lately in your practice? And then I really try to help work that into whatever the practice of the day is going to be is to really address those things that are coming up. And, you know, sometimes if, if, if we're not working on any of those things specifically, I'll actually use the astrology of the day to, to generate our practice. So.
0: I know your, your, your session is really popular and I think that's part of it. Plus you have a great voice and you have a wonderful cadence and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So before we wrap up, um, Uh, Because it's tea talk and truth, I typically make sure that we hit tea. I personally had coffee. Did you have anything? Tea? Water?
1: You know, I have some water here. Should I go to these? Yeah.
0: Okay, so we got through the tea, but yours is water and mine is coffee. It's the emptiness of the tea. And then um, we definitely talked, right? We got through the talk and all of the wonderful um, astrology and spiritual paths and and Jason Catpaw.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I can't believe I never put it together that that is a riff on Jason Kappa. I love it. Um, so finally, we have to wrap up with your truth. So okay. what is your truth? And you can answer it in any way, shape, or form you'd like. What is your truth, Michael?
1: Mm. Wow that's one of those things you can think about for a long time you know what actually one of the um, one of the most powerful truths that I have been living my way into and understanding deeper every day is that um, you know it's hard for us to to ask for help. But that's, on this planet, that's what we're here to do. We got to ask for help. We got to recognize when it, when it shows up. That's the other hard thing to do. And then also recognize that we are the help, you know. <laughs> and um And remember that people who are hurting, we, we can have compassion for them and, and recognize that that leads to more hurting and we can have compassion for that and not not let that trigger us to, to then further that hurting. We can be the point that stops it and say, no, I'm going to approach this situation from a healed place and i'm going to shift this because healing will create more healing hurtness will create more hurtness so we really have that choice where we can stop and say i have a choice do i want to be hurt or healed here and move move forward act accordingly i
0: love it the access point of healing I sort of feel like I want to give you like an amen to that brother because um, healing really is where it's at.
1: Yeah. And I want to give an amen to one of my teachers, Jenna Dilla Chesney, because of that is a lesson that I learned from her for sure. Yes.
0: She's a bright light and we are so fortunate to have her as a part of Mind Oasis.
1: Yes, absolutely. She's incredible yeah it's like it's a really cool community that that is here and that is here and everywhere and that we get to not only have these just beautiful amazing teachers to learn from each other but that we have this community that comes together and just holds the energy of this it's it's something special happening for sure
0: thanks michael i have to tell you um i'm gonna echo that a little bit this um i don't know last night i was just really feeling it we have a fire that's burning very close to my home. It's not Mm. threatening to my home as the crow flies. It's 40 miles, which is actually quite a ways away in the mountains. It's an hour and a half drive to get there, but it's at the Shambhala mountain retreat center, which of course is where Chogam Trungpa Rinpoche's relics are. And uh, when I went to that stupa the first time, you kind of walk down a path and I came around like a forest grove and looked up and, and I spontaneously, like my knees buckled and I just burst out into tears. And I feel like it's the first time in my life where I had this um, really authentic prostration that was undeniably not Karuna, but instead this energy within me. So when I received notice last night that this fire has, um, we don't know if it's affected the stupa yet, but but has affected that land and that retreat center, it was really hard to feel anything other than despair. Like I just felt like, gosh, 2020 has been hard. And now this beautiful place that is the first connection of a prostration beyond the person I call Karuna, um, my heart just hurt. And so I started an email to the people this past week who have come to my community meditation sessions. And I just said, it's tough right now. I need you. Please come to my Sunday morning session, even if that's not when you typically practice. And like, I don't know, like 15 people came today or something like that. And it just felt so good yeah. to have 30 minutes together. We meditated on rain. Yeah. And I was thinking about it and it's not to rip anyone else. Like I know that there's good apps out there, but I was like, damn, that's what Mind Oasis is about. Mm-hmm. It's about the fire and being able to reach out to humans that I know and to have them show up for each other, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I'm so happy you're a part of our community, Michael. And I'm so excited for your workshop. What's it called again? Astrology and Spiritual Path. I will be there with bells on. I can't wait. My uh, personal reading of my birth chart was like, like 20 years of therapy in two hours as well. It explained a lot about who I am and about reasons why maybe as a child, I didn't quite fit in or why I felt ways that I felt it was, it was really healing for me as well.
1: Yeah. It's super powerful stuff for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds like you got a good one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us and have a great rest of your day.
1: Thanks, Karuna.